From Commando.com, this is Commando On Demand, where we talk to industry movers and shakers to help keep you up to date on everything digital. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. What if I told you that every single moment of your life is tracked, stored, and then sold to companies? Would you believe me? Now, we've warned you about this before in a recent podcast about tracking technology, but there's been some new developments within the past year. We've seen horrendous illegal surveillance and data breaches by hackers and major corporations alike. But high-tech surveillance equipment and trained hackers aren't even the half of it. I'm Mike James, in for Kim Commando, and you're listening to Commando On Demand. By the end of this podcast, you'll know firsthand who's tracking you, how they can get your personal information, and most concerning of all, just where all that information is being sent. This information is being traded between brokers so they can create a, a better, more comprehensive profile of you. You know, one of the concerns that, it, that has been raised about this is that information may be getting into your profile that might not be correct. And as long as we're on guard, the future of America is secure. They're taking your phone number, your GPS location data. They're even taking over your entire uh, network operating system, meaning if you're banking on another app, they can uh, sniff that and see the banking information that you're sending. But the data that was collected for your convenience and thus became a rewarding source for intelligence agencies was willingly supplied by all of us to the Facebooks, Googles and Twitters of our world. Well, welcome to the future, folks. We're talking about the increased threat to your personal information and who exactly is trying to get at it. At this very moment, your data is being tracked and sold to companies who want to see what kind of buyer you are, what ads you most respond to, and if you've got worthwhile credit. Their goal is to impact and influence your future behavior. And how do they get access to your personal information? Well, here's the bad news. You're giving it to them. Even with your online and home security all buttoned up, you've left some doors wide open. Which one, you ask? Well, I've got one word, my friends. Apps. Most of your mobile phone applications are tracking your every single move, every minute of every day. At first, it was no big deal to share your location or maybe your photo library to an app. After all, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook all utilize your location and photos for posts. But some apps utilize that information for more than just your posts. Hidden media surveillance, corrupt data stealing, targeted ads used to be rare, but now they're everywhere. We were warning our listeners about this before anyone even cared. When Kim disabled her location tracking on her phone settings, people thought she was being paranoid. But, as we've talked about in recent podcasts, even with all your location and permissions off, there's likely someone somewhere in the world that can and will track you. Which means they know where you are. They know general interests that you have. For some people, it's not really a big deal. A lot of people consider this invasion to be a small price for living in a faster, more convenient world. Still, I can't help but wonder, 
When does it become too much? And how about this? Ever wonder if we can take back those rights to our data and then we can sell it to other companies to make money for us instead of giving it away to somebody else? Now that's a good idea. But today I want to talk to you about some of the apps that are stealing your information. Within the past two years, a warning was issued about a Chinese-made weather app, one of the top 20 weather apps in the United States. It was caught tracking a whole lot more than just weather. Apparently, this app was collecting too much data from its users. Well, the plot thickens, and now they've run into some heat. The company in charge of the Invesa data mining is Telephone Communications Limited, or TCL. After some research, we found out that they're based in a major city in Hong Kong called Shenzhen. They manufacture products like television sets, air conditioners, washing machines, refrigerators, and mobile phones. It's a pretty wide array of products, but cell phones are where it's at for them, according to writer Nicole Ho at the Epic Times. TCL sold over 68 million cell phones in over 160 countries in 2016. That is a lot of cell phones, people, and of course their numbers have gone up since then. Scary thing is, a London security firm called Upstream discovered that the weather app collects users' geographical locations, email addresses, and cell phone ID numbers. Once collected, the data is stored on TCL servers in China, but that's not the only place the data winds up. A large portion of it is sold to companies by data brokers. And get this: the security firm believes that the data is being shared with the Chinese government. Attorney Harmit Dalan had this to say on the matter. Viewers may recall that the Chinese government actually requires companies that operate there in social media and technology to share information with the Chinese government. So basically, apps that are harvesting your data from the United States, including your email and the identification of your phone,、uh, there's a good chance that that data being harvested is being shared with the Chinese government, which will then know where did you travel around the world and where were you and what's the identification of your phone. That's troubling information that you generally don't want out there. This is only the beginning of the story. There's a certain brand of cell phone whose users were automatically subscribed to a virtual reality service, and you might be one of those users. I'm going to tell you which brand of cell phone was affected, plus give you some more data thief app updates in just a few moments. Right now, let me tell you about our partners at Captera. It's been 30 years since the World Wide Web was invented, and I bet some of you are still using old, outdated software. Set yourself up for success with the new software for your business at Captera.com. As America's digital pro, Kim gets asked about this all the time. What is the best software for someone's business? And she refers people to Captera.com. Captera is the leading free online resource to help you find the best software solution possible for your business and discover everything you need to know to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories. Of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month and find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com/kim today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business. captera.com/kim. That's C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A.com/kim. 
You're listening to Commando on Demand, and we're talking about a weather app that was sending users' personal data to China and possibly the Chinese government. But that's not all. Apparently, the app secretly subscribed Alcatel cell phone customers in certain countries to a paid virtual reality service. One hundred thousand Alcatel phones were automatically subscribed. And if gone unnoticed, TCL could have billed the unsuspecting users for more than 1.5 million dollars. So the good news is that Upstream did catch them before harm was done, and data collection is still happening, though. And with tech companies like TCL having this much power, what's to stop them from doing it all over again? I'm sure we'll be hearing about more schemes like these in the future. This isn't the first time that TCL has stirred up controversy. As a matter of fact, last year they updated a photo editing app named Gallery, which was later renamed Candy Gallery. The previous version of the app only asked for access to files in the smartphone. The updated version asked for permissions to SMS text messaging, Wi-Fi connections, device ID information, and other private details that had nothing to do with photo editing. That's a recipe for a SIM hijacking and number spoofing scam, if you ask me. But now I want to talk to you about an app that might be a little bit more familiar to you. It's called Tinder. Now, this app is super popular in the digital dating world. As a matter of fact, in 2012, it was released for a trial run across a series of U.S. college campuses. And this past year, Tinder had 57 million people using the app in 190 countries and 40 different languages, according to the Business of Apps website. But this app was interested in more than just your contact list. In fact, as a general rule, mobile dating apps start collecting your complex data as soon as you sign up. In the case of Tinder, it allowed users to use their Facebook account for identity verification. Now, once that step has been carried out, users are asked to share connected photos, work history, educational background, and post likes. But here's where the problem is: mobile dating apps like Tinder have geological functions to help users find partners in their area. So naturally, a couple of hackers were able to find the latitude and longitude of Tinder users. One of those hackers, Chintin Parikh. Explained just how simple it was to access that information during an interview with CNN. So every app needs to connect to something in the server, and it does that by sending API requests. So there are endpoints on on every server that will let you send a request and get get data back. What we did was we routed all the traffic from our phones through our computers and just recorded all those requests. So let's say you're playing ping pong, right? And you bounce the ball and it hits something on the end, it bounces back. We basically just sat in the middle on the net. And just、um, let the ball pass through us while recording exactly what the ball was doing. Well, since then, Tinder has promised to keep its users' information better protected. But still, don't you think it's a bit disturbing that hackers can access your exact location, especially on a dating app? It's as simple as a game of ping pong, like the hacker said. But even still, hackers aren't the primary concern when it comes to app data collection. The main issue is that Tinder saves this data without your knowing it. In fact, you don't even realize they've offered it up. One user by the name of Judith Deportail wanted to see just how much data Tinder had on her. So, under the EU protection law, she was able to legally require them to give her the files. 
What she got was 800 pages filled with information she never would have thought they had. We're going to share more of her story coming up in a few moments. First, we want to thank our partners who help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. Welcome back to Commando On Demand. Before the break, we told you about Judith DePortale, who wasn't always concerned with her online privacy. She first downloaded the Tinder app in 2013 and since then has matched with over 870 people. In 2017, DePortale became familiar with the EU Data Protection Act, which states that every European's personal data and the movement of such data is protected. And with this in mind, DePortale requested her data from Tinder in March of 2017. With the help of privacy activists Paul Oliver DeHay and human rights lawyer Ravi Naik. As she noted, it was more challenging to acquire her information than she expected, but Tinder did get back to her. DePorteo was absolutely dumbfounded at the 800 pages of data, including her Facebook likes, links to where her Instagram photos were taken, the age range of men she was interested in, where her online conversations happened, and more. In her article for The Guardian, she reflects about how some of her deepest fears, hopes, sexual preferences, and secrets were recorded and stored without her knowledge. But the Facebook app clearly states, and I quote, and this is a long quote, so you kind of have to follow along, quote, We may collect personal information including sensitive data. Sensitive data includes information, comments, or content like photographs, videos, and profiles that you optionally provide that may reveal your ethnic origin, nationality, religion, and or sexual orientation by providing sensitive data to us. You consent to the collection, use, and disclosure of sensitive data as permitted by applicable privacy laws. We may also collect, yeah, I know, it's not done. We may also collect your geolocation information with your consent. End quote. Now, statement goes on to say, Again, quote, when you provide personal information through our service, the information may be sent to servers located in the United States and countries around the world. Do we need to really say anything more than that? You give it all away when you sign on the dotted line, so to speak. You also agree to share your information with their, quote, the Match Group family of businesses, which includes OurTime.com, BlackPeopleMeet.com, Okay, Cupid, 2, POF, Medic, Love Scout 24, Match, and Parperfito. When you say yes, you give them the right to get your information through third parties related businesses. So basically, any way they can. So, do you think this is acceptable? Michael LeBron is a media analyst and radio professional, more popularly known as Lionel. And he believes that so long as we know it's happening, it's fair. It's not a problem as long as you're notified of this, as long as there's consent. Everybody knows that you have a phone, and the phone works by being able to know where you are, so it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that you're being found. But the problem is, if I sign up for an app, I wouldn't be able to know ahead of time that you're selling my information elsewhere. The sad thing is that most consumers aren't going to stop using Tinder simply because of privacy. Let's face it, we've become addicted to the ease and convenience of apps. Obviously, it's challenging to remove oneself from digital devices. In other words, 
Once you've entered the technological landscape, it's difficult to quit. You're just used to it. Unfortunately, deleting the app won't delete the data that they previously acquired. And in most cases, by the time the app has been downloaded and the terms have been agreed to, the damage is already done. Security expert John Salio had this to say. Yeah, by the time you've downloaded it, the, uh, the damage is done. They are, you are agreeing when you download it, generally in their privacy policy, you are agreeing, yes, you can take a look at this information. In exchange for this free app, you get to take my information. Of course, none of us ever read those, those lengthy policies, and, and we're giving it away without knowing it. So it's pretty dishonest. Another popular dating app called Grindr allows users to share their sexual health status and whether they're HIV positive or negative specifically designed for those looking for same-sex relationships. So it's no surprise that in April of 2018, BuzzFeed released a report that Grindr, with over 3.5 million active users, had been providing HIV statuses and other private information to analytics companies. Now, Grindr's head of security, Brian Case, tried to defend the app, saying that sharing information is a standard industry practice But many users felt violated that their sensitive medical information had been released outside of the app. And if there are other countries that are not accepting uh, of gay people, that's really dangerous to have all of that information. Your home, your status, your sexuality. That is way too much information to be out there. I think, and we do know, you know, the Internet is the Internet. Nothing on the Internet is ever really private. And I know that and I respect that. But also these companies are kind of grimy. You know, like we we are constantly mad at Facebook for what you know, what we know, right. and how we how the and even the store Target, how they get such perfectly targeted ads. And I think it would be nice if these social media platforms, and even Target's not a social media platform, but mm-hmm. um, they're really good at this. But if they only use your information for what you intended it for, right? Even if the research helps. Or they're just selling it to ad companies. It's just, it's not what the user intended. And whether it's legal or not, it's grimy. Even if Grindr was only seeking analytics information, the release of medical information like HIV status and sexual orientation can impact someone's life in a major way. And dating apps aren't the only mobile applications with such sensitive insights about us. Ever used a health app? a fitness tracker, or a platform like WebMD. These kinds of apps track your data as well, and they can even sell that information to healthcare providers and advertising companies. So imagine what could happen if your health information was released to your place of work, your friends, your colleagues, or even a pharmaceutical corporation looking for profit off the health symptoms that you might research. You essentially become a piece of data that is bought in exchange for free apps. In fact, app expert Domingo Guerrera met with CBC News and put it this way. In general, we see that free apps are not really free uh, if we look at the real sense of the word. Um, We expect them to be free because we're not paying for them, but that really means we're paying with our data. So this issue is not going away. The New York Times recently published an article spilling the beans on 1,200-some Android and 200-some iOS apps that had a location sharing code on its users. We gave you a full report about that in one of our recent podcasts. All right, let's face it. This is now a commonly held practice. There's absolutely no federal law limiting the collection or use of your data. If the government doesn't want to step in and address this issue... Should we rely on Android and Apple to make things safer? It's a pretty good question. 
And in our estimation at Commander.com, Apple has a lot fewer location-sharing apps than Android. So I don't think the change would start with them. But on the flip side, Apple does seem to be concerned with what people want. And you got to hand it to them. Apple has positioned itself as an ally to those who feel their personal security has been breached. While Facebook and Google continue to come under fire for tracking consumer behavior, Apple claims to avoid this sort of privacy invasion at all costs. Unfortunately, however, Apple's statements aren't enough to stop iOS app developers from doing whatever they want with users' data. Unbeknownst to Apple, that's right, according to a Bloomberg News report, Apple has, quote, abdicated responsibility for possible misuse of data, leaving it in the hands of the independent developers who create the products available in its app store. Now, mobile app developers are allowed to store and then sell data from users, and by now you know That includes phone numbers, photos, even home addresses. And in response, CEO of Apple, Tim Cook, said this. Our own information, from the everyday to the deeply personal, is being weaponized against us with military efficiency. Apple does seem to be on it. Still, we have to wonder if their current regulations are enough. This year, Apple strived to change the level of access that developers had to personal consumer data. The Verge reported that Apple quietly tightened its App Store rules. Previously, App Store developers were allowed to acquire data without consent from users. Now, this is no longer the case. All developers have been banned from converting user address books into sellable databases. They are allegedly banned from turning data into user profiles. But because the rules don't have technical or official enforcement Developers pretty much keep doing what they do. The bottom line, developers who secretly harvest data aren't getting caught. So the logic has sadly become, why fix what isn't broken, at least to them? But here's the good news. While Americans may be slow to budge on the issue, Europe has taken action. The new privacy law, the General Data Protection Regulation, is designed to allow users to be more aware of the data companies and their collection practices. Europeans have also the right to access all personal data that's collected. This is only one step away from the law that allowed Tinder user Judith Deportel to access her 800-page file. Here's an example of how the new law will be implemented by Britain's Channel 4 News. Let's say a database of a site you use is hacked and the information is stolen. The organization that was storing information on you will have to tell you about the hack within three days. And you now have the right to see your own personal data. If you think a dodgy company is holding information on you, you can demand that they hand over everything they have, as well as this right of access as a right to be forgotten. While the legislation currently applies to Europeans only, its impact will also affect American companies with a global market. Millions of people outside of Europe are going to be affected as well. Because companies that have operations in European countries all have to sign up to the rules, along with organisations based outside of Europe who store data of EU citizens. So GDPR is something that could affect the way the whole world thinks about data. So that's good news for us. While deleting apps may not entirely eliminate our pre-existing online footprint, the potential help of law enforcement down the line is certainly encouraging. Until then, it's important to be aware when apps are tracking your location. Take matters into your own hands. Research the apps you allow on your phone and edit the permissions if you can. 
everything you click on has a large chance of being shared with third parties, even if it's merely a statistic. And as we head into a more Orwellian society where privacy becomes a commodity, tread carefully through the digital landscape. Someone somewhere has your location right now, and as frustrating as this is, that's the price we all pay for being online. We did a podcast recently very similar to this, which explains how devices actually track your location and how to disable that tracking. And if you like this podcast, you can find that one also on Commando On Demand, and it's at podnet.com or simply by searching your favorite podcast player for K-O-M-A-N-D-O and then looking up Commando On Demand. If you want even more content, get it now by becoming an exclusive Kim's Club member. It's basically an all-access pass to everything we produce on Commando.com. And if you're already a member, we thank you for partnering with us. I'm Mike James for Kim Commando, reminding you that knowledge is power. So get powered up. You can stay ahead of the curve by subscribing to the Commando Alerts, emails, and podcasts. You'll be much better off for it. And just go to Commander.com and subscribe to newsletters. And let's approach the 5G and virtual generation with confidence, not fear. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.